Good evening or morning or good day, wherever you happen to be in the world. Welcome to the session on psychometric testing and college majors. Uh, we have Thank you, David. And good evening, or as you say, good afternoon, or whatever, whatever time it is to all of you. Um, here at MFC, we believe that every young person deserves the opportunity to, su to succeed. And we believe they can if they're given the right information and the right guidance. And this is what we have been working on over the last 30 years or so when we've been in operation. There's an overwhelming amount of choice for young people, careers, courses, different institutions. And what we try to do is help them to focus on a manageable number of areas in which they can then do in-depth research in order that they make an informed choice. And we've designed our program specifically to help school-aged students make those informed choices in relation to their futures. We have used psychometric testing, and we have also worked very closely with Dr. Charles Johnson, who is a member of the British Psychological Society, um, and has, he has been a technical man behind all our testing and ensured that they have high technical standards. They're all registered tests with the British Psychological Society, so we feel very happy with um, the work that has been done. Psychometric tests can give insights into abilities, interests, preferences, and so on. And they're objective, where they're aptitude tests, they can be standardized, and of course they give rigorous assessment. So what we have used in our case is two types of psychometric tests. We've used the interest inventories, which we use in our My Careers Choices program and My University uh, Choices program. And we've used aptitude tests, aptitude tests of general ability, which helps us to give additional information uh, when we're working together, if you've got somebody guiding you as a student or if the student is working on their own, these are additional pieces of information which we help to build up to create um, <clears throat> as much information as we can surrounding your um, the individual student's um, situation. So if I explain to you a little more detail about the... Um, three tests that I think you'll probably be most interested in. We have a My Career Choices test. This is based on an inventory of 300 interest-based questions. And from those responses to the questions, we produce an interest profile, a personalized one for each student. And these then give you, in order of priority, your career areas, which seem to be most important to you. <clears throat> In addition, for the My Uni Choices um, program, we have 150 questions, and they also 
produce a profile, an interest profile based on course areas which universities offer. So we have 54 or 56 course areas. And in the case of the careers, we have about 50 different careers areas. In the My Aptitude tests, which we also um, utilize, we have um, not eight tests and we use the uh, abstract reasoning, verbal reasoning, numerical reasoning, spelling, working quickly and accurately, spatial reasoning, both in two and three dimensions. And we also have some arithmetic calculation, which we expect students to do without calculators. And these tests are norm referenced. So because we've been working globally for many years, we have norms so that we can use them either in the UK or globally with international schools on the whole or schools in various countries around the world. And we have them referenced for ages, so 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds and so on. And this means when we give the aptitude test results, we are able to compare you as a student with other students likely to go to university because these are tests on the whole based for students likely to go on and do higher education courses and we compare you with others of your age so if you get a percentile score of 85 it means that 15 out of 100 people are doing better than you at this particular aptitude but 85 out of 100 do as well as you do or less well so you get an idea of where the student stands in the overall picture of things. We then put these results together and we feed back to you either online or in a PDF feedback type report, which you can print out. And what we do there <clears throat> is we give you your interest profiles and I can just illustrate what the profile looks like at the end so you can see. Um, and what we do is we then focus on the top areas that have come up in your feedback reports. So we help you to understand uh, what other jobs or what the various courses are within that course area at a university. This is helping you to get a flavour of what it is that you appear to be interested in and that's where research has shown you are most successful if you're doing courses which you enjoy and you're interested in. And we then enable you, because we link up in our programmes online, to enable you to get started on your research. We will give you extra facilities like a work brief uh, facility, which is all to do with asking key questions in a structured way about what's involved in a, in a career. So we'll help you to know what kind of people do this sort of thing, what opportunities there are, what further training you should do, what salary scales might be. We're helping you to get started on this course of discovery. And for universities, we're helping you to find out more about the courses by linking you through to their websites so that when you hear from Ben in a minute, if you get law coming up in your interests, you would link through to the University of Birmingham and you would find the Department of Law. You would find how they rank and all the facilities they have 
and also things about student accommodation. So we're getting you started. We are not doing the fine tuning. We are starting you off in a realistic way with a manageable amount of courses or careers to, to um, research into. And hopefully, therefore, because you've got time, because you're not, you've reduced your problem to a smaller one, you will do it more thoroughly. And that is the essence of what we're doing for you. So managing it and all the feedback goes into a thing called My Future Journey, which we have on our site. And that's where you can then start keeping your research findings, all your notes, all the things that you want to help you as you move forward. So this is what it's all about. It's really meant for you before you come to a fair like today. It's meant for you to do your preliminary work, get started, and then home in with the experts such as Ben um, when you know what it is that is the right sort of career or course area for you. So hopefully you will find us very helpful if you are at the right stage of your research. Fantastic. Thank you very much, uh, David. Uh, and thanks, Joy. Really fascinating insight. We, we really encourage students to do to take these first steps and in, in figure out what they're interested in because they make this choice to join us later on. This day. Uh, so the more information they have, uh, the better. So, so thanks very much for both of those. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just going to do a, a bit more of a little focus actually on one of the, the types of majors or things, uh, that you can study uh, if you think or if you're already interested of law. So uh, just as a very brief introduction, um, I'm just going to share a couple of slides to give you a bit of a feel for, uh, for the University of Birmingham and, and some information on the law school itself. Um, but as David said, my name is Ben. I work for the Birmingham Law School uh, and I work really to support students in making the right decision uh, to come to which university is, is right for them and also whether the law school here at Birmingham is right for them as well. And I'll give you a bit of information about, about law and the type of students who do follow us through and what kind of careers come from that as well. And I think there's a really, a really interesting story to tell here. So, so I work at the University of Birmingham, which is one of the, the top universities in the UK. Uh, we're a top world 100 uh, university and an incredibly old university as well. We're actually the first civic UK university, which means we were the first university in the UK to accept students from all backgrounds uh, and religions uh, and welcome them onto the campus as well. And something we're, we're incredibly proud of. Just to give you a little feel uh, for, for the university, um, like I said, we're, we're a top 100 university in the world, so we're on an equivalent with the, the Ivy League in America. We're part of the Russell Group, uh, which is a, a group of around about 24 leading UK research-led institutions. Um, and here in the law school, we're, we're incredibly proud of our historic heritage like that. And you can see from the slide, we're, we're a really big university, uh, around about 33,000 students studying with us at one time. That's across undergraduate and also postgraduate and research degrees as well. So a really exciting community to be a part of. We're actually the fourth largest university in the UK as well. We cover a huge range of subjects here, here at Birmingham. I focus on, on the law school, um, but there's also things such as business, medicine, medical science, engineering, uh, life and environmental sciences and computer sciences, uh, and also law. But there's also 
cross-disciplinary between all of those spaces as well. So loads of great opportunities for when you've done the, the My Future Choices course, you can come and have a look and see how that pans out across uh, to what the University of Birmingham has to offer as well. So just as a quick kind of discussion really is why might you consider uh, a UK law degree? And I think some of the, the things that have already been mentioned today around the type of personality, the type of interest you have really feed into this as well. Um, but the reason why you might consider a, a UK law degree over uh, other areas as well uh, is that actually the UK law degree is a world recognised qualification. Uh, the University of Birmingham uh, LLB degree is recognised back in India. So you can go back and qualify with our three year uh, degree here, but also it's recognised in Singapore, Hong Kong, um, America, in New York, and the, the bar exam there. Um, so there's really a whole range of opportunities of what you can do uh, with a law degree. Um, there's also kind of a fantastic range of, of skills you gain from, from studying abroad and studying overseas. Um, and, and part of that, I'm sure, has, has been fed into this session already. Um, but things that, that employers are really looking for moving forward. So the law degree is incredibly flexible in that it gives, opens up so many doors to you. Uh, and we'll come on to that uh, in a second as well. The other side of it is that actually the studying abroad is a great thing to do for the adventure. Um, you get all these key skills and all these opportunities, but you really don't realise how much there is out there until you do take the leap of faith uh, and join uh, an international institution a little bit outside of your comfort zone as well. So just to give you an idea of how we structure it in the UK, um, the law degree is what you consider the major um, part of the degree. So an LLB is our name for the degree. And here at Birmingham, we run a range of different types of law degrees as well, depending on the area of interest you're, you're considering. So if you are potentially, um, a, a, you know you want to be an analytical lawyer, but actually you're quite interested in business and commercial side of things, you can actually take a qualifying law degree alongside a business degree. So if you do the My Future Choices thing, and it's, it's actually you're quite interested in the, the kind of argumentative debate side of law, but also you've got a very analytical brain that you'd like to follow as well. There's different ways you can mix and match the types of degree um, that you'd have running here. And these are just the ones we have at Birmingham, but most UK law schools will have a variation of this as well. And there's even things that we call joint honours, where you can do part of one subject alongside part of another as well. So you don't always have to just take the first thing that comes up top of your list. You can actually mix and match and try and find the perfect degree that works for you. So I've, I've highlighted the ones here. These are all our free year programmes. There's also one at the bottom called the LLB for graduates. And that's for students who've already done an undergraduate degree and are then transferring to qualify uh, in, in the UK as well. So that's not as flexible for students coming from India or from overseas because it's not as recognised in some jurisdictions. So it's worth sticking to the three year degree if that's what you're interested in. Now, there's a really nice picture of the University of Birmingham campus, but what I'm just going to talk about briefly now is career options and kind of what comes from this. Uh, and you might be surprised to know how varied uh, the opportunities are that come from a law degree. And for those of you who are considering a major in this, um, or even considering a, a degree in a whole discipline, you'll see how flexible that the law degree can be in getting into different places in your career as well. So after a law degree, I can talk about a little bit about what happens from students here. So we take about 500 undergraduate students a year into our law school. So we're quite a, a big community. And around about 92% of all our students who graduate are in study or, or work after six months after graduating from us here. So there's a real great turnover of students getting straight into the working world. And that's a really important part of choosing the right major and the right degree for you as well. Because a lot of people will be here looking for the future and for their careers ahead of them as well. 
it might surprise you that actually only 50% of law graduates actually go on to work in a legal speciality. So that would be a or a barrister here in the UK, but it can be different ranges across, across the world. 50% um, of our students go on to do something completely unrelated to the profession. So that can be things like working in policy, working in government, working in charities even. There's loads of different skills you gain as part of a law degree that can help you kind of choose which, which career um, progression you want to go down. So if you are really focused, though, on becoming a solicitor, a law degree is a really great way to do that. And working in the legal profession, doing a law degree first will be a fantastic first step into that. So if you wanted to become in the UK, for example, a solicitor, which is somebody who works a lot of time in the background, uh, working in legal offices, drafting contracts, uh, working with firms and working with industry, go through a, a commercial uh, two year training period uh, through that as well. But there's, there's some changes happening, but we don't unfortunately have time to go into those at the moment. Um, if you're interested in being a barrister, which is something you might have seen more on TV and film, which is somebody who stands up in court and shouts objection uh, and, and causes a bit of a scene, there's definitely routes into that as well. It's a slightly different route. And again, you follow through with the law degree there. But as I said, only 50% of students who choose the law major go on to this because there's so much skills that you gain from these degrees. So when you're looking at which major to choose and, and what is being signposted to you, it's definitely worth considering actually the wider aspect of what careers could lie ahead for you. And just because you take a degree in one subject doesn't mean you have to follow that for the rest of your life as well. So the, the main bit of advice I'd actually give, because I think I'm, I'm running out of time already, uh, in whatever major you're doing or whatever you're coming up to, um, the key thing is to develop your knowledge around the subject. So once you've undertaken uh, the My Future Choices tests and you've been given some ideas of what sort of things you'd like to do, then absolutely it's time to start researching and seeing how that actually plays out in real life. Uh, and as Joyce was talking about, it sounds like they provide an excellent service there as well. Um, but if you were considering uh, law as your, as your career, uh, I'd recommend you start to actually kind of look at how law is around you and, and you'll soon notice that law and, and legal education is absolutely everywhere. It impacts every aspect of your life. If you're ever considering buying a house or renting a property, there's a huge part of law there. If you're ever looking at emigrating and moving country, there's a huge amount there. But even things like just buying a service online, if you've ever clicked through terms and conditions, somebody's had to write all those and they're bound by law. So it's worth just getting an idea for where these things do fit into everything that happens around. A really key place to start with that, actually, is just looking at things like local newspapers and international papers and also online as well. You can get a huge range of opinions. And what law often comes down to is opinions. And that's the sort of thing that you'll, you'll get through the My Choices, My Future Choices things, where you're very you like to share your ideas, you like to discuss and debate. And that's really the essence of what a law degree can come into. But depending on what you're interested in, there's loads of different routes you can take. So what I'd recommend is if you're looking at a subject in particular, start to see how it applies in the real world, because that's what you'll be learning about when you're studying an undergraduate degree as well, especially here in the UK. So that's the last slide I have. What I've got here though is just a little uh, email address. So if you've got any questions about studying law here in the UK at the University of Birmingham, you can drop us an email and we're really happy to talk through that more. Well, I'm going to stop there because I'm sure we've got quite a few questions that uh, to come up to, to David. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, yes, because we have time uh, for questions, which is, is why you're all here, is, is to learn more. So I'm going to scroll through and
attendee have a space, but there is a Q&A box. Um, and I don't think I've got any questions from all 72, I think I counted of you. All right, so uh, uh, Ben, I Prerequisites. So here at Birmingham, we're actually quite flexible because um, in, in India, you do the standard 12 uh, qualifications in, in most cases. Um, and we'd look for 85% as a general rule uh, for students looking to apply for us as, as an average. Um, but in terms of subjects and backgrounds and things like that, we're actually incredibly open um, because we recognize that a load of skills and a load of different backgrounds actually support different aspects of, of different ways of learning the law and, and practicing it, that we don't really put a, a required skill set or, or qualification based on that. Really, we're just looking for a strong average because, as I said, we're, we're quite a high-ranking university and therefore we do need to uh, have quite a high entry requirement. But 85% is what we'd look for. Um, but in terms of subjects, we're, we're very open to that. Great. Thank you. And I think um, I, I, I have a prediction that many of these questions will tend towards Ben. Um, the next question, how does a law degree because I know the structures of law education are incredibly different. Yeah, absolutely. So a really, really good question um, and something that we, we get quite a lot because um, actually law in, in America is studied at a postgraduate level. So you have to have already done uh, an undergraduate, what's often called a pre-law um, course or a pathway that you follow in an undergraduate degree. Um, whereas here in the UK, it's studied at an undergraduate level, so straight out of high school. Um, so realistically, if um, a student is looking to qualify as quickly as possible uh, and start working in the legal world, uh, the UK is, is always, nearly always, the quicker way to do it. So we've had students who've come from, from America uh, and also from other, other states uh, and other countries have come to the UK. They've done their three-year law degree here, and then they've gone to New York. They've got qualified in the bar there two or three years before some of their peers have even started doing their, their qualification for the bar as well. So it's often quicker and cheaper to come and do it in the UK. And you do get a fantastic education level here as well. Sorts of careers. Um, so I, I agree, the uh, UK degree is very efficient. Uh, what uh, next question? Um, what is the scope for Indian students to secure a training contract in the UK? Yeah, another another fantastic question, and one that we get quite a lot um, because obviously everybody's looking for those training contracts and those work opportunities and things like that. Um, actually, in the last couple of weeks, the, the University of Birmingham was was rated as the number one university in the UK for graduate employability. So we've beaten every other university in the UK for getting our students into those sort of graduate roles. Um, here at Birmingham, we have something called Kepler as well, which is our Centre for Professional Legal Education and Research. And they provide loads of work experience for students while they're studying here. So we don't expect anybody to come to us with legal work experience before they've even joined. We provide that as part of the degree. Um, and then moving forward, obviously now there's changes in the visa restrictions. So students can stay two years post-study. Um, and here in Birmingham, we're actually the second largest city outside of London in the UK. Uh, so we have some of the largest legal firms in the UK's headquarters based in Birmingham. Uh, and we're also one of the, be the best universities in region as well. So we have that real kind of great access straight into those, uh, those law firms. So we can actually 
bring those firms onto campus. They start to speak to students. They start to network with them. And then we send them to placements during the summer and over uh, during the time as well. So they can really get that work experience, which puts them in a great place for when they're applying for traineeships and internships. So we send plenty of international students into really world-class law firms uh, in the UK, but also internationally as well. And we've just actually launched our first um, international placement scheme where we've got students going to Canada next year to work um, with, with a Canadian law firm, but we're hoping to bring some into India and some into Hong Kong as well in the future. Great. And I'm going to combine the next two questions because I think, the, and, the, and these will be for Ben, but we actually have uh, a couple of... <laughs> those will probably go hand in hand. Yep. So uh, again, the, the entry requirements can vary depending on which um, which subjects you're studying and which qualifications you're doing as well. Um, so the best place to actually go initially is to look on our website um, and you'll be able to click by country and, and by which uh, exam board you're doing as well. And it will tell you the exact breakdown. Um, but in terms of um, what qualifications you need, we look for a high school level or equivalent to join uh, a university program here. So it's, it's that kind of uh, first year out of, of sixth form, looking into to finishing your education and moving into higher education. So that's where we differ from other um, jurisdictions, is that we have it as an undergraduate degree. So it's the first degree that you do. You don't require any previous study outside of that as well. Um, so the, in terms of SATs and things like that, they are important because they feed into the entry requirements, um, but only so far as they get you into the door here at Birmingham. And then everything else is on you once you start and join us here as well strictly be used for American postgraduate law schools. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so we, we have something here called the uh, LNAT, which is the Law National Aptitude Test. Um, but here at Birmingham, we don't actually take that. Either. We don't ask students to take that either because we found it didn't really help us with anything. It was just another test that people had to go through. Um, so we try and be as open and flexible as, as possible. And we try not to put too many extra barriers in uh, to get students onto right. our program. Yeah, standardized stick around for the next session. We'll talk about the relevance of standardized testing. Um, so, Joyce, uh, for you, um, a question, uh, how does profiling help in choosing the degree and or university to attend? Well, I think the, the profiling that we do um, certainly helps in choosing the degree in that you will find your top course areas. So, for example, I mean, if you were interested in law, you'd get law related would be one of your top ones. And you might then get mechanical engineering related. Uh, so it is homing in on those sort of broader uh, course areas. So it then reduces your problem to a, a smaller one. And then, of course, what it does is within the program, you then can expand on the area that you've chosen to look at, one of your top ones, and it will then list the course titles. So you're then looking at the titles and you can, as you go down the titles, investigate what that means. Additionally, associated with our program, we have something called degree course descriptions. And that is a, um, it's a resource now, it used to be a book, it's a resource online where, for example, um, if you are interested in biological sciences to reduce, to move over to a different subject, um, it will help you to understand what is involved in the actual degree course in the first year, the second year, 
how courses vary. And this is written generally by admissions tutors from universities, uh, not about a particular university, but about in general. So it helps you to sort of get that feel of what's involved in that particular area. So you either home in on the course area, or you find out more about the general course area and decide that's not for you, and then you try a different one. So we are therefore giving you different ways of moving forward in terms of the investigation before you get into the particular university. Now, in terms of the university itself, what we uh, do, you've got filters. So you can filter on accommodation, you can filter on campus, whether it's a green site or whether it's a, a town um, civic university, you can filter on size, you can filter on um, various other things. So there are filters within the system to enable you to again home in on particular universities before you do the, the fine tuning at the end. Uh, there are also filters to enable you to um, put in your, your forecast grades or the number of points you're likely to get and that will again reduce your choice because it will show you within that range what universities are likely to be available for you to study that course. I hope that helps. Add to your profile when pursuing an undergrad law degree. Yeah, fantastic. And again, re really great questions. Um, they they are incredibly important um, when applying for actually all all universities, especially high profile ones um, here in the UK. The the personal statement or the statement of purpose um, is a really kind of important thing that comes alongside that as well. So here here at Birmingham, we do take them incredibly seriously. We don't always. It might surprise people. We don't always look for law extracurricular activities. So a lot of times people believe that they need to have work experience or have shadowed solicitors or things like that. And it's actually incredibly hard for, for students to do that if, if they don't have a personal connection. And it's really uh, not a way for us to kind of um, decide who, who comes in and who doesn't based on that sort of interest. So things that we look for that are really interesting are where students have, have volunteered, um, if they've given their time freely to support charities or, or activities they support and believe in. Because it really it comes back actually to what I said right at the start about Birmingham being a civic university. We're very much based in the community and supporting the community and trying to improve it here in Birmingham. And we look for students who can reflect those sorts of values in the work they've done previously. So, so volunteering for, for things they care about, but also kind of paid work as well is really important. Um, and because that can often be useful to support the students while they're studying. So knowing that they can deal well with people uh, and that they're responsible and things like that. So it's not necessarily what you're doing. It's, it's the reason for doing it and what you're getting out of it. Um, so we don't necessarily look for, for set activities that happen. It's really about how you can explain to us how what you've done and what you've experienced is going to help you with a law degree and actually makes you a really great fit for the university you're applying for. And I think that's it's, it's what we do here at Birmingham, but I'm sure it's also what other universities look for as well. They don't necessarily look for the set title of activity. It's all about how, how your understanding of what you're doing is going to help you moving forward as well.
how well you can manage your time. I mean, if you are doing a part-time job and you're doing this, that, and the other, uh, you know, you're managing a lot of time. This is extremely important when you're away doing study and also when you become a lawyer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, uh, well, thank you, uh, Joyce Lane and Benjamin Atkins. And this is a, a hot topic this year, even hotter after the Ivy League acceptances came out on Tuesday night. So um, I suspect you may wish to join us for that. But again, uh, I thank our speakers and I look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks, David. Thank, thank you, yours. David. <laughs>